podcast M&A War Stories. You're joined by your hosts, Robert Heaton and Toby Tester. Each week, we walk through M&A projects where we've been involved in the course of our careers, unpacking the good, the bad, and the ugly. Our purpose in doing this is to leave you, the listener, with valuable lessons and experiences that you can use in your own M&A projects. So without wasting any more time, let's get this podcast underway. Hey, Toby, greetings from Melbourne. Hey, Rob, how, <laughs> yeah, all things good here in Sydney, how's things for you? Not too bad at all, except it's another week and another podcast. Another week and another podcast um, yeah. on our incredible artificial intelligence uh, journey that we've created for ourselves. Yeah, it's got both of us fascinated, and we're going to continue talking about AI today indeed um what i was just thinking is why don't you just recap because we've been talking this for a few podcasts and let me just go through what what we've been talking to so we can kind of take stock so the first podcast we did on artificial intelligence rob is we introduced a few key concepts and there's so many misconceptions about ai when i sort of viewed myself as what i might call like a professional layperson, and i wanted to understand this myself you know what what is artificial intelligence and i think that's important because there's often this hollywood version or this vision of the terminator and robots and yeah but the reality is that it couldn't be further away from the truth and so i think it's really good to have some sort of intellectual clarity around it like what are the key terms like narrow ai what's that what's machine learning what's general artificial intelligence what are neural networks so on and so forth so we we spent a podcast going through that all those key concepts. Then the next podcast we did, we asked ourselves, well, this is all very good. Now, what about using artificial intelligence or these AI tools in the M&A process itself? Yep. And that was, I remember that was a really interesting discussion. And I think, you know, for both of us, we were pretty upbeat because we saw, oh my God, there's so much opportunity to improve the deal process itself if we had the opportunity to use a few AI tools in particular in some key areas like deal sourcing and deal diligence that, that was the bit that came out for me in that yeah. podcast which was you can use ai to support certain parts of the yeah. process but at yeah. the end of the day there's an art in MA. there is still and, an art yeah and and there is still a need for cognitive thinking and absolutely decision making absolutely really needs to still be but ai becomes a valuable tool to use incredibly i would call it an enabler an amazing enabler it can't take it it over but but when it comes to enabling and actually improving the speed and success of m&a deals i can see it can have a significant impact yeah, yeah. So that, that was interesting. That was a good podcast, Rob. I it think. was. And then yeah. our last podcast we did on AI, we, we asked ourselves a question, well, okay, organizations are now scrambling around what mm-hmm. to become more AI enabled. To what extent is this going to drive the next big M&A wave? Is that going to be the disproportionate reason for future acquisitions? Like, you know, oh, we want to acquire these new AI capabilities. And I think for myself, I think I was a bit sitting on the fence on this one because I just felt that we're just finding our feet around AI, the potential it has. And I think it's much more the domain of tech industries. I think if I remember correctly, I think you're a little bit more upbeat and you saw that there's that, yes, they're finding their feet, but I think... You will see probably uh, a big new M&A wave around building AI capabilities coming up pretty soon. Uh, look, uh, 
I've, I've seen this as a repeat pattern in the tech industry. Yep. The tech industry grabs hold of a new technology. Yep. AI is just a new technology. The big boys in the tech industry mm. really put investment into this. And then, of course, the big players in industry, the, the large corporations, mm. sort of look at it and go, hey, hang on a minute, we can really accelerate our business mm. with this yeah and so that's what actually kicks off the acceleration of the adoption of new technologies then there's almost a lag as over a number of years it filters down through the smaller organizations but at the end of the day this is coming back to the topic that we're going to talk about because Indeed. it's all good but if you can't control it, in well, you're stealing you're stealing my thunder here a bit, Rob. Okay, right. <laughs> no, 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 I won't do that. Okay, yeah, okay. So that was the last three podcasts on artificial intelligence. That's right. Now we're coming to this podcast on artificial yep. intelligence, Rob. And I think I know because we've discussed this a fair bit. This is the one. This is the topic that perhaps interests us the most. This is the one that really gets us excited but also we fear it too. And this is this notion of ethics. And if we were to put it into a nutshell, I think AI has the un untold potential to transform our society for the better. It really does. And I can see it. And yep. our podcast in the past, Rob, we, that's what we've discussed. But it also has the equal potential to cause untold harm. Incredible amount of harm. Mm. And that's why... It must be developed ethically. You know, absolutely critical that here we have this incredible new technology that's coming out that's going to transform our society. We need to make sure from the very start that we have the ethical principles, the ethical frameworks put together so that it can transform our society for the better. It's fascinating because we've had the massive revolution and it's it's akin to like the industrial revolution that we had 250 years ago. And that's when we saw machines taking over from people. Machines were actually performing work and being productive. And it's extraordinary. But this revolution is not about people running machines. It's machines running machines. Yeah, absolutely. And the potential harm is just magnified so much more. So we have a real problem, and I think we can see the problem, the deep ethical problem that we've got here with AI. Well, uh, from my point of view as well, and this has just popped into my head, so apologies mm. for sort of, it hasn't got any structure to it yet. Mm. But as you were talking, I was thinking, yeah, you know, this is critically important. And as you know, before we started this podcast, we were having a bit of a chat about where does the responsibility lie for mm the ethics of management and it, it just suddenly occurred to me and i don't know the answer to this but mm. i just suddenly sat there and thought the ethics have to be hardwired into the ai before it's released is that the way that you bring ethical controls into play so that you don't have a choice it's actually hardwired but i don't know the answer well, I tell you what, Rob, that's an interesting point, but maybe that's a, a, a future podcast because I know we're going to talk about an ethical framework. But I think, I think what we want to try and do is to say, well, what would AI be like if it wasn't developed ethically? Well, that's, that's the point. And, and, you know, it's just too awful to imagine for anybody. And you don't have to think too long. Mm. No, in your heart that without proper controls in place, people will use AI 
unethically and illegally. So we, we don't want to even consider mm. what life could be like with a unregulated, unmanaged platform like, like AI. Mm. I know you and I offline have been both looking at and following this UK post office scandal. You, yeah. you probably more than I have because I know one of your a former colleague of yours or somebody's actively involved as a sort he of is. whistleblower. He, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was a witness. Um, uh, actually, it's interesting, but I, I won't go into him in any great detail other than the fact he was on the good side trying to put a halt to it all and stop the system, which is called the Ryzen system, from going into production. Well, it, it made me think when I was, because when you raised it and I started looking at it myself, I thought, whoa, I got a minute, you know. And then, uh, and I'll come to this later on, I'll let you do your bit on in a minute. But it, it, it then occurred to me like, okay, yeah, but hang on a minute, I can think of 10 others. Indeed, indeed. In, I think similarly are. I agree. But let, let, let's be a concern. But, but I, before I we do that, why don't you, why don't you just give us an overview on the great post office scandal and, and how that's a morality issue yeah. for AI. I think we don't need to look to AI and see how awful it could be, not if it wasn't ethical, ethically yeah. developed. I think we can look at now and what's happened in the past. And I think this post office scandal serves as a bit of a morality tale for the real dangers AI can pose if it isn't yep. developed ethically. So let me just speak, for, for those who haven't heard about it, there is this post office scandal, which is actually currently playing out in the UK right now. And it's a story about an IT system that was rolled out into post offices some 20 years ago. So we're going back two decades here. To say things didn't go well in this rollout of this IT system would be a bit of an understatement. I think in summary, it is something that went so badly that it actually impacted the lives of hundreds, if not thousands of people in the UK, leaving them unemployed, bankrupted, imprisoned even, would you believe? And, and dare I say, a number of suicides as well, and divorces and so on and so forth. Something that they before, before, you, before you go on any further, mm. I just want to emphasize something because it's really hitting me hard. Mm. Right? We are talking about some issues and some discrepancies, large finance IT systems mm. that have been allowed to prevail for the last 20 years. 20 years. Yep. 20 years this has been going on. So, sorry, I didn't want to... No, it, it just really hit me hard. It's, 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 like, it's quite profound. And look... Yeah. You know, the consequences of, of this scandal, and we'll go into a little bit more detail, but I won't tell the whole story because there's been so much being written out there, in, uh, in, uh, out there. But suffice to say that people were prosecuted for things they didn't do. In other words, they thought people were committing financial crimes, but it wasn't. It was an IT system that is actually developing false, reporting false balances in post offices. Nonetheless, people were prosecuted. <laughs> we'll go into that in a moment because it's bizarre. Nonetheless, to say it was the largest miscarriage of justice in UK history, with the overturning of over 90 convictions, and there's several more convictions to be overturned. So yeah. absolutely extraordinary. And I think it's a vivid example of a situation where ethics and ethical principles play no part. And that's the big thing about this and why we're talking about this now in the context of AI. It, it appears that, and we'll go into this, Robert, because I know you're going to talk about it, doing the right thing never seemed to matter to the post office during the scandal. They were blinded by groupthink, 
denialism and buck passing. They followed orders. They didn't question. They just basically went blindly ahead doing things, not understanding the very ethical dangers that they're putting themselves and other people in. There were some brave souls who knew the difference from right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, they were the independent consultants, external legal counsels, and many of the sub-postmasters who saw what was wrong, very wrong and unethically, and forced the post office to realize itself. Mind you, it took 20 years <laughs> to yeah, for, so for them to see the light, to see just how wrong, how, how unethical this was. Absolutely extraordinary situation of, of where ethics have played no part. And this is the morality tale we need for anybody. Anybody who's been involved in AI, developing AI, involved in AI, should understand this post office scandal and let it serve as that tale of the very dangers when it comes to releasing new technology out in the big wide world. Now, I'm going to put myself in a spot here and just add to this because let's also raise the point that the large technology company that developed these systems in this in the first instance hmm. were also complicit in Indeed. this ethical Indeed. behavior. It's, it's uh, not just the post office, it was Fujitsu as well. Yeah, they've aided and abetted. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that's just hit me again, you know, as, as often when you're talking, I'm sitting there going, oh, of course. You know, you talked about the independent consults, the external legal counsels, right? Mm. How many times have you and I been in organizations doing M&A work or whatever, right? Mm. And we've had no problem whatsoever with going to the CEO or the finance director and saying, hey, there's a problem here, you need to mm. get this fixed. People inside an organization often feel restrained or don't have the ability to access senior executives to raise these issues. And when they do, they're threatened. Yeah. It's the independent external people yeah. have got nothing to lose, basically. It's like, I don't care, I don't work for you. I'm, there's an issue here and you've got to deal with it. Mm. So that, that, that external component is very important to this. And I think we'll come to that. Well, I, I, I agree, Rob. And I think that's the reason why you and I, as external advisors, consultants, managers right. involved in past m and deals, have played such a vital role because yeah. we see things unfortunately for what it appears to be the board the executive don't see and that's the reason why you do need outside people to call things out anyway i agree with you totally so do you, do you want to go into the post office scandal and the very ethical issues that we've um, yeah. that were that were uncovered well and you've sort of talked about some of them as you've just gone through your preamble yeah. there but i think we'll just sort of yeah. run through what the ethical issues were hmm. in this whole post office scandal and and again i'm going to say a lot of these also apply to other corporations that have had ethical challenges in the past but anyway for the purpose of this one the hmm. uk post office i mean the first and obvious one you talked about was wrongful prosecutions right hmm. the post office blindly prosecuted some of their sub postmasters people lost jobs uh, prison sentences because the executive at the post office just blindly went ahead, even though they knew there were system errors in the Horizon system, they, they blindly went ahead for 20 years and, and people's lives were destroyed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and within that, a lack of transparency. Again, this is something that raises its ugly head every time you get an ethical issue and somebody tries to either disclosure smooth it out transparency gets sacrificed straight away i think the word is the the um disclose in a legal sense it's all about disclosure you know yes. um yeah. you know and the lack of disclosure there's, there's a technical phrase in the legal world for that. It's called ask covering. Yes, exactly. Ask covering. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. The other thing, of course, that you and I have seen so many times mm. is that post office is a very large, powerful institution. Mm-hmm. And there was a power imbalance. Uh, it's, it's the 800 pound gorilla bashing the small sub postmaster. It's, it's interesting because, you know, the way this story tells, it, and that's the reason why the story is so fascinating. It's a, it's a David and Goliath story. It is. You know? And, you know, David was the uh, post-up postmasters led by a guy called Alan Bates, who, you know, brought the postmasters together and to fight this beast, you know, this Goliath, as in the post office, and yep. took them <laughs> two decades to bring them to heel. And that's the point. That's why I, I really emphasized that earlier, because for 20 years... Mm. The other point is that the legal and regulatory oversight was just simply ignored. Mm. You know, because if it hadn't have been, these issues would have been raised long ago. Yes, that, to be honest, is the most the, the worst aspect of that. I think this whole thing was this lack of regulatory oversight and fundamentally fairness. Yeah. It's, you know, when we talk about regulatory, it's actually being fair. You know, uh, yes, it's, yes. That, it's that fundamental lack of fairness. Doing, doing the right thing. Now, we, we've talked about the impact on livelihoods. Mm. That, you know, goes without saying yeah, it, was, yeah. it was horrendous. Right? But again, okay. the, the post office executive are guilty of actively delaying the address of the issue. Yes, yeah, so you use the term, the technical term, ass covering. Yeah, you know, or, or, or under the carpet cover-ups, you know, you know yep. and they did, they basically did a cover-up and then they're covering up the cover-up. Yeah. You know? yep. They say, oh, we're not yep. covering up, but they're covering up the cover yeah, It's extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and oh, of course, how many times do you hear that? Oh, yeah. Well, of course, that was under the previous leadership there. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, yeah. that was, that was long ago. Yeah. Now, of course, what, what happened here is that politically there's mounting pressure on Post office again, as you said earlier, because of external people raising the red flag and going, "Hang on a minute, there's a real issue here." There is, yes. It's done a few times here, Rob. There's a, a few occasions, and then the uh, post yeah. either ignore them because they suffered from something called confirmation bias throughout this whole thing, and basically yep. it was aligned with their flat Earth view of the world. You know, because that's what they belong to the flat Earth society as the. <laughs> As it confirmed their theory, flat earth theory, then they discounted it. And, you know, there was an inquiry in 2020. Mm. It uncovered serious flaws. Mm. You're you're not talking about the inquiry that's still going, going, are you? Well, it's the one that's still going. The the one one that's kicked kicked, kicked off in 2020. Yeah, there's an independent one that it concluded in 2020. Ah, uh, um, yeah. There's a there's um, a current one now, the statutory inquiry, which is actually still that's right. Moment, yeah. Because the point I wanted to make about the 2021 mm. was, yes, they found serious flaws. Mm. The post off response was to turn ah, around, yeah. oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. terribly sorry. Here's some compensation, mm. and I hope that the whole thing goes away. Mm. Mm. 
this new inquiry that is currently running yep. is digging deeper and getting down to the weeds. Although um, I think I think the inquiry you have mentioned before, I think that was a civil court action. It was, it was a civil court action brought by yep. some, against the against the post office, and they didn't come to final judgment, and they yep. decided to settle. I think it was for like right, fifty five million pounds or something. Yeah, yeah. Now. As I said earlier, when I was looking at some of your notes and researching the UK post office, mm. I suddenly thought, hang on a minute, this sounds like deja vu. I can think of a few others <laughs> that have had similar ethical challenges. So one that comes up regularly, yep. uh, particularly around their data breaches, privacy concerns, antitrust issues. Yeah. Right. And that's still going on. Yes, indeed. Right. Can you remember the Wells Fargo one? Where oh, was that the one that they started opening up unauthorized accounts? But yes, that they so yeah. they get, they open up accounts in order to meet some internal KPIs. I think they set them sales because they wanted to get yeah. more uh, customers on board. So basically, they went ahead and created these um, unau unauthorized. I remember reading. That. I was quite. I was quite fascinated by that one. Yeah, yeah. one that still. Hanging around in the atmosphere is Volkswagen. Remember, they used illegal yeah, software to Absolutely. cheat emission tests. That's right, yeah. And the thing was, they knew about it. Yeah. Right? Yes, they they did. knew about it. Yeah. And that was massive. And, of course, favourite one that you and I have talked about, Theranos. Yeah. Theranos, yeah. We did, we did a couple of podcasts on that one, I think. Yeah. Going, well, going back a year ago or so. That was, that was one where th th that organisation all went, Ethics? What ethics? What, exactly. What do we need ethics for? <laughs> indeed, right. indeed. Yeah. Remember Enron? What about 20 yeah, years? That, yeah, I do. God, that's going back in time. That, that's well over 20 years ago, isn't it? Yeah. And then there was the big one. I don't know if you saw I don't remember this. the Johnson & Johnson one. But there was allegations of asbestos contamination within talcum powder mm, and... Wow. Uh, that one was actually kept relatively low key yeah. on the world mm. stage, if you like. Mm. Mm. And of course, just recently, Uber. Yeah. It's about um, workplace culture, classification of drivers, you know. So I think in each of those cases, it's like where ethics or the fundamental notion of ethics just went out the window, went awry, Rob, for those companies like Facebook, Boeing, Wells Fargo, Theranos, Enron, Uber. Yeah, this is this is a topic for another podcast. But the one thing that is rattling me at the minute mm. is I'm I'm looking at the the topic of ethics within AI, which is what we're talking about. And in my my view, those ethics need to be global. Yeah, well, but we're going to, yeah, in actual what, fact, that's what, good. What we're actually seeing I think here, the notion of ethics, Rob, I'm actually going into ethics itself because we're, this, we're almost going to talk in the next podcast here now. <laughs> yeah, well, um, because well, we want to break down, we need to go back to start explaining, well, what is ethics? What are ethics? How well, you studied philosophy and ethics, I did. particularly at, I did. at university. I studied ethics, yeah. Yeah. And so it seems to me that, and, and again, I'm, I'm going to stop this in a second and say that's for another podcast. Yeah. You, you can either allow a corporation to decide what its ethical framework is mm. and hope that, as you say, they do the right thing and they apply it correctly. You can develop a global standard where yeah. you say, no, 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 you know, well, this, is, this is accounting rule 22.3 and whether I'm, you like it or not, this is the definition of it. 
Well, we're going to go into the next podcast, but which, I, I, which, I will give you my view on this one, that ethics is very much universal and it's actually fact independent of the organization itself. Also, there's a universality about it, but that's now we're getting into the detail of what ethics is, but that's the next podcast. But maybe, do you want any kind of points before we start wrapping this one up, uh, Rob? Is there anything you want to say about the post office scandal or, or there's sort of there's some highlights, some shout outs, some big things that, that have come to you regarding this the, from an ethical perspective? No, the only thing that that's running around in my head is that the UK post office scandal, you know, take the word scandal and just put any company name you want in front of it. Because every so often, another one blows up. Well, I think, absolutely, Rob, you know, the thing is, is that the things we've seen in the post office and what's un being uncovered, I have seen myself, you know, yeah, uh, look, me too. it's, you know, not, not to the same degree, admittedly, not, not, not as disastrous, but nonetheless, I have seen it. And I have to be honest. When I followed this scandal, I've watched the TV drama on ITV. I've watched the inquiry. I've been listening to the podcast. And I have to be honest, it, it touches yeah, me yeah. because I have seen it myself, the very ethical dangers of sometimes doing things like introducing new technology or any kind of change. And you want to be able to shout out and say, no, no, no. And I think it's incumbent upon all of us to say, no, you shouldn't have to be an outsider to come in and say, look, you're doing things wrong, but, you know, but, because I think it's within us all. And we it, all it is, but, personally but, have a responsibility to, to shout out problems when we don't see things being, <sighs> as things are right. Well, there's a good point. The, the word you just used, responsibility. You see, mm -hmm. I look at this as a bit of a dilemma, and I'm not by any means saying that all CEOs are tainted like this, but the CEO, his executive team, and the board really, in my view, are the shield bearers of a company's ethics and regulatory behavior. And it's Implicit, it's it's implicit on the board and and the, the executive team to put the appropriate ethics in place, to introduce them, to reinforce them, and and so on and so forth. And the unfortunate thing is there becomes almost a conflict of interest sometimes because CEOs like Post Office at some point have come across this issue. And they've sat there and gone, oh, my God, right, okay, now what's this going to do to the shareholder value? Yeah, what's yeah, this yeah. going to do to the yeah. corporate image? What's this yeah. going to do yeah. to our public standing, mm. right? And so they take a judgment that sort of quietly sweeping it under the carpet or something like that is probably the best way to deal with it. Mm. Yeah. And well, you know, to be honest, Rob, you know what you just explained is that CEOs and boards can go rogue, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and that's the problem. Anyway, Rob, maybe should, should, we, should, we, should we wrap this one up? Yeah, well, do you want, okay. do you want to summarise it? I'll summarise. I think the purpose of this podcast really is to say that AI has the untold potential to transform society for the better. There's no right. doubt about it. It yep. also has the equal potential to cause untold harm. That is why it must be developed ethically. And that's what we're going to go into the next podcast. But yeah. we've been talking about this post office scandal because it offers a vivid example of when ethics and ethical principles play no part. And I think the lesson we need to learn from this is that we must protect people themselves from the very real harm 
that could be caused by AI. To do this, we need to build the ethical foundations and the framework around the technology for the common good of individuals, societies, and indeed all of humanity. And that's, I just want to wrap this one up. No, and so I, next, next podcast, Rob. Well, what I, before we do that, I was just going to say, and I agree with you. Yep. And the great thing about sort of using this as the example is that it's playing out now. You can see so, it for yourself. This is so, visceral. You, you can feel it. Yeah. Can, well, for can, people it, that are listening to this podcast, if they want to go and get a deeper dive into this, yeah. just Google it. In you know, there's this. Absolutely. Watch the television program. There's a TV yeah. program currently playing exactly. up. It's not on Netflix yet, but it's over in over in the UK. So if you've got a VPN, you can go watch it. But I tell you something: if you do, you will be hooked. You will be shaken. It is transforming. It is the most extraordinary television series I think I've seen in a long time. And the thing is, it is true. Yeah, yeah. And certainly people can go and get more information about that from those sources. And I think that's a, that's a great wrap. Yeah, so the um, next podcast, we're going to talk about ethical framework for AI. Um, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, yeah. and that's going to be our focus. Let's, we won't talk about the post office. <laughs> We've done that now. But well, let's talk about the ethical framework and how it should work. Yes. Yeah, that's the key. It's how should it be adopted and enforced? Yeah. You know, so that's, that's next podcast. Yeah. And as usual, this has been a great conversation. I love the talks we have and the topics we tackle. This is a big one. And <laughs> that's wrapped up today's podcast. Yeah. And it's simply my duty to say bye for now. And bye for myself as well. 